And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Wednesday. Casey Justclair here with Coach Brian Colley. Potna, we've got just a loaded-down show today. We've got so much to talk about, including so many big results around the state of Louisiana for both our boys' and girls' basketball teams. And then we've also got three coaching guests who will be on throughout the course of the show and our mailbag, et cetera, et cetera. Loaded show today. In the next segment, we go to Ellender. And have Coach Cornell Scott on the line. His Patriots are trying hard to punch their way into postseason. Last I checked, they actually had crept into the top 28 in Division II non-select. So it's looking like Ellender's trending upward in their quest to try to make the playoffs. They're sitting right at 28 right now. Then at noon, we go to Coach Brody Williams of the South Lafouche boys basketball team. The Tarpons lost a tough one last night against Lutcher. This came up a little bit short late. And uh, we'll have Brody on to talk about the way that his team is looking to finish out the year. Then at 12.15, we've got Brandon Brown, who will be joining us of the Terrebonne Tigers. Brandon's team got one of the big wins last night, getting a victory on the road against Central Lafouche. After that, we've got our mailbag and some LSU football recruiting and some different things. But anyway, we're very high school heavy for the first hour or so of the show, which leads us right into our girls' basketball scoreboard from last night. We've got a ton of games to tell you about. On both the boys and the girls, it was a loaded slate. Just about everybody played. Central Lafouche, probably not going to be able to make the playoffs this season. Just dug too much of an early season hole. But they are finishing off strong. They get back to 500 last night, getting a 46-22 win over Terrebonne, defending their home floor. Coach Tora and her team take care of business and get a big one. Destrahan keeps the pace with our district powers in the local 5A girls basketball district going on the road, getting a 56-47 win over HL Bourgeois. Good win for Destrahan. The game of the night in our local girls basketball district was Hanville getting a 60-52 win over East St. John. Big old win for Hanville there taking care of business and getting a win over East St. John, a win that actually knocked East St. John out of the top 28. So East St. John's going to have to do some work just to get into the playoffs at all. We go to 4A. Man, man, man. Um, I get it that both teams are down this year, but maybe for the first time ever, South Terrebonne gets a 49-37 win over Ellender. We're going to have Stan on tomorrow. He's going to know more of the history of that. I saw on social media it said, congratulations to the Gators on a historic win over Ellender. 49-37 to the score. They may not have ever beaten them before, to be honest with you. I know they certainly never did during my time covering in the last 15 years or so, but Sal Terrebonne gets a 49-37 to win over Ellender. Good bragging rights game there. Assumption goes on the road and gets a 43-40 to win over Morgan City on the girls' basketball side of things, uh, setting the stage for Assumption to come down the bayou on Friday to take on the Lady Tarpons. South Lafouche beats up on Lutcher 48-26. to It was a sluggish start. The Lady Tarpons were struggling early. Uh, Ellie Lorraine goes off in the second half, 21 points. Unsung hero of the game, Claire Epstock, played very well off the bench, had eight points. South Lafouche took care of business, got a win against a Lutcher team that just looked confused, man. Uh, kudos to Coach Jenkins and her staff. They did some things, made some adjustments in the middle of the game that flipped that one in their favor. They, they switched to that man-to-man defense, and Lutcher, frankly, just didn't know what to do. They were dribbling around trying to isolate players and just didn't know what to do. Yeah, when they made the switch to man-to-man, I'm like, man, you girls are kind of standing on defense. You want to go man-to-man. But when they made that switch, it I don't know, it didn't confuse uh, Lutcher, it it, it, uh, it paralyzed them. They, yeah, they, they couldn't do anything. They stopped moving. They were just standing up. 
Um, and that's when the lady Tarpon just opened the game up. How about this one? We told you yesterday how much of an uphill climb it would be for Vanderbilt Catholic to go on the road and beat Southern Lab. Well, not as steep as we thought, but Vanderbilt goes on the road, 48-43 to road win against Southern Lab. This is a Southern Lab team that has beaten Lafayette Christian, which is the big dog in Division II select that everybody's chasing. Coach Coleman and his team go on the road, rowdy environment, get a huge win that's going to set themselves up to be playoff ready. Vanderbilt's lost to some state powers this year close. To go on the road and get that win, Coach Coleman and his team got to be super jacked up. That is a ginormous victory for the Terriers last night. Letting everybody know, hey, we're a contender and we're in this thing to win it. Yeah, I like the way you put it up. Playoff ready game. That's what it was. And now uh, Vanderbilt has to finish out the season. You cannot drop one of these district games. You got to finish out. No doubt. Um, Patterson gets a 37-30 to win over Berwick in girls basketball. Good win for the Lumberjacks. E.D. White all but won their district last night. The only team that's seriously challenging them is <clears throat> excuse me, is St. James. They sweep St. James on the season last night. They get the second win, 42-25, to so it looks like Coach Snack and his team will win the district championship. We go to 2A and Homa Christian School got a win yesterday. They beat Delcom 40-17, to a good win on the road for Coach Celestine and his crew, beating up on Delcom 40-17. to Then we had Covenant Christian Academy beat Hanson Memorial 54-11. to so good win for a CCA team that is also playoff-bound. Coach Carey and, and her staff doing an excellent job there. Now we move on over to the boys, and we had some very interesting boys basketball results last night from around the area as well. <coughs> Excuse me. We start with Central Lafouche had a double-digit second-half lead against the Terrebonne Tigers and squander it away. Terrebonne chips away, chips away, chips away, overtakes them, holds on late. It's Terrebonne who gets a 56-53 win. Partner, we were talking about this before we came on the air. That was a big one. A, it gave Terrebonne some cushion. B, it put Central Lafouche on the bubble. Central Lafouche is 25th right now, and now they've got a slate of games coming up. They close with Destrehan, who even if you beat them, you're moving down. East St. John, Thibodeau, Hanville, and Bourgeois, you're going to have to beat one of East St. John, Hanville, and Bourgeois, in my opinion, to find a way to get in, you got to win one of those, and it's going to be very tough. The Trojans are on the bubble, and that was a big one for them last night. And also on the flip side to that, gives Brandon and his team a little bit of cushion and a little bit more insurance that they're going to maybe be able to get in. Yeah, so we talked about before where these two teams would flip-flop uh, positions or situations, and uh, that's exactly uh, what happened. And you're right, Terrebonne looks like to be in uh, – Central LaFouche is going to have to win down the stretch. HL Bourgeois rolls past Destrehan 76-45. The Braves got out in transition, had several big plays, and uh, they, they take care of business against Destrehan. The district game of the night in our local 5A district, Hanville gets a 68-64 win over East St. John. Why is that significant? It gives HL Bourgeois a tighter grip on the district. East St. John had only one district loss coming in. Hanville had two. Now the Braves have a two-game lead over everybody in the district. They could afford to slip up once and still win the outright championship. Hondo gets a 68-64 win over East St. John last night out on out in Boutique. Uh, let's see. We also had Thibodeau, who made the trip to Bonneville, play a non-district game with Bonneville. Whew, Bonneville got rolling. 79-46, to they beat Thibodeau. Go to 4A. Congratulations to Coach Hollins and his guys, man. They get their first win of the season. They go on the road. 
get a 71-64 win against Morgan City. There's something to be said for a team that's having a really rough year but is continuing to try to get better and continuing to compete as the year goes on. Assumption has got a couple of key pieces back. They scared the hell out of South Lafouche a couple nights ago. Get a road win against Morgan City last night. Good on Coach Hollins and his crew, and they might not be finished yet this year. They might get another couple of them coming in. Yeah. Uh, What's going to help the Tarpons, that game is at home in the tank for the Tarpons. Uh, Assumption's playing much better. You said they got a couple of pieces back and scored a bunch of points last night. That's uh, something to keep your eye on. Lutcher gets a 48-43 to win over South Lafouche. Just a heartbreaker for the Tarpons, man. You're leading for a lot of the fourth quarter. You're leading with like a minute 30 left and have the ball. Just some turnovers. Let Lutcher get some easy ones in transition. And then kudos to the Bulldogs down the stretch late. They didn't miss at the free throw line. They were very clutch at the foul, the foul stripe. Lutcher gets a five-point win over a Tarpon team that, frankly, last night showed their youth down the stretch. Just didn't know how to close that game out. Yeah, Tarpons outplayed them for... All but maybe 50 seconds of that game, and it caused them down the stretch. Just they were young, uh, made a few uh, critical mistakes at the end, and um, we're gonna talk to Coach Brody in a, in a few minutes and see uh, what what's his thoughts on it. But it's uh, it had to be a frustrating way to lose the game last night because you out you outplayed them yeah. the majority of the game. No doubt, Vanderbilt goes on the road and gets a decisive 31 point win. Over MLK Charter, 68-37, to so the Terriers stay hot. Patterson beats up on Berwick, 67-29. to That's a district win for the Lumberjacks. Really good win for E.D. White last night. They go on the road and beat St. James, a St. James team that has got some wins this season. E.D. White beats them 52-49. to The Cardinals led that game big. Uh, St. James came all the way back, and then E.D. White iced it at the line in the final stretch. It's a good win for Coach Keefe and his team. They're fighting to try to get into the playoffs in Division II Select, and that will certainly help them make that a reality. Uh, let's see. We go to 2A. Home of Christian School is off, so we go to single A. We've got Covenant Christian Academy getting a 43-30 to win over Hanson Memorial. I mentioned this to you yesterday on the ride home. CCA next year is going to be a load because they're already pretty damn good right now. Good win for the Lions taking care of business against Hanson Memorial. Partner of these scores, anything stand out to you? Man, I look at that Vanderbilt win for the girls. That's a big one. I look at Hanville beating East St. John. That's a big one. Gives Hanville a two, or excuse me, gives East St. Gives HL Bourgeois a two-game lead in our district. Um, some very interesting games last night. Definitely some very uh, fun results around the area. Yeah, close games too. Uh, several close games. Uh, some games where teams had to hold on to win. Some made a comeback. At the end, to pull away and win, uh, I think the Terrebonne victory uh, over the Trojans of Central Lafourche was probably the biggest win for a team uh, in our area. So as last far, night, as far as power points go, Hanville last night um, put themselves in a great position to win the girls' district. I know if somebody asked me earlier what were the standings for the girls' district in 5A. Hanville's nine and one. Destrehan is eight and two. Thibodeau six and three, Central Lafouche four and five, Bourgeois four and five, East St. John two and seven, Terrebonne zero oh and ten. So Hanville has to win both of the final remaining district games, which is Thibodeau and Bourgeois. And if they do that, they're going to win the crown. If not, they open the door for Destrehan, who still has Central Lafouche and Terrebonne in district play. So it's looking like Bourgeois is in a good spot for the boys. It's looking like Hanville's in a good spot for the girls. Uh, 4A district, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt. They're they're sitting good in both of those. 
3A, E.D. White in a good spot for the girls. The boys is kind of wide open. Donaldsonville, Patterson, E.D. White, it's kind of a very congested race. 2A district, we've got Homo Christian schools already wanted for the girls, and they're sitting good for the boys. 1A district, Central Catholic for the boys, and the, the girls is still kind of wide open. So teams are competing to try to get that automatic bid and try to punch their ticket into the playoffs. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll have a coach who is fighting for his playoff life. That would be Coach Cornell Scott and the Ellender Patriots. They are sitting right at 28 in the Division II non-select power rankings, but they're playing their best ball, having won five in a row. We'll chat with, chat with Cornell in the next segment. It's play-by-play. -play. We'll be right back after this. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick-loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackage. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, I love playing sports, especially for my school. And that's because school sports are special. It's where it's safe to fail. It's where we're taught resilience, where our fear becomes confidence. It's where we learn to get back up after every fall. School sports are where 7.8 million students go from I can't to I can. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. No Wake Outfitters is the best fly shop and paddle sports dealer in Metairie, but we offer so much more. We can prepare you for hunting season with Lamco game feeders and functional, comfortable camo wear from Duck Camp. And we outfit kayaks to get you in those shallow duck ponds and keep you camouflaged. Let our knowledgeable staff help you have your best season. Also offering Duck Camp and Orvis Outdoor Apparel for men and women. Check out the exclusive brands like Rugged Road, Turtle Box, New Canoe, Old Town, and more. No Wake Outfitters. 1926 Airline Drive. Ivan Mettery. Welcome back to Play by Play here on Kaylee B. Casey Jiskler here with Coach Brian Kyle. We go to the phone lines for the first of three calling guests today. The first would be Coach Cornell Scott with the Ellender Patriots, who are fighting to try to get into the playoffs in Division II non select. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are we doing? Hey, good morning. We're doing good. Good, man. You guys started off the year really slow. You were one and nine, but now you're eleven and thirteen. So doing that math, you're ten and four in your last fourteen games. What changed, man? Your team is playing some good ball right now. Uh, I just said, man. Once they start to figure it out and understand the kind of style we play, you know, I play, uh, I play a number of freshmen, man. So uh, they just starting to figure it out, and uh, some of the guys that we had are are able to kind of. Handle a little bit, a little better. So uh, we're doing a little better now. I saw in your last game, and then, heck, I was texting you about it. You said it was an ugly one against South Terrebonne. That was a team that in the first time you faced them, 
put it on them real good. I mean, got a big old running time win. But the last time, they fought you close. It was a hard time scoring. What changed? Did your guys just not play well, or what adjustments did they make to give you guys so much problems? Uh, you know, Temple's not a bad team, but we just didn't play well. You know, uh, we missed a bunch of shots. And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, having such a young team, uh, that's why I always say, you know, you, you never know who shows up. They just have to learn how no matter who you play, uh, you have to go out and uh, and dominate. You know, either dominate or, you know, play hard on, on whatever level that you're playing on. And uh, I don't think we did a good job of that. But uh, they did well enough to get out of victory. And, uh, you know, sometimes you get those ugly wins. You know, we call those trap games that, uh, you know, it's a game that you should win. But uh, if you don't come out and do what you're supposed to do on the both ends, uh you know, you could come out at a loss. You know, good thing our defense kind of held strong, though. Yeah, for sure, man. You you guys got a huge game coming up on the road against Northside. We talked in the first segment of the show. Y'all are right on the bubble, sitting right at 28th right now, trying to get in. Boy, if you could go on the road and steal that one, that would be a great win for your team. Talk about the challenges of facing Northside outside of district play. Oh, Northside's a tough team. You know, they, uh, you know, I know Coach Webb, pretty well and uh and he does a great job over there with those kids and getting them to play hard for him so uh if we can handle uh handle their pressure and their strength you know i think uh it'll be another game that we could probably try to take uh but the guys are, are buying into what we're doing and, and and that's the key you know if a kid could buy into the system and, and understand what his role is then uh that makes for a, for a better game for us I think we asked you this the last time you came on, but I'm going to ask you to reiterate it again, man. Just for with a young team, bunch of ninth graders, bunch of underclassmen, how important would it be just to get in? I mean, I, I get it. You would be on the road. You'd be taking a bus somewhere. But what my, my thoughts are, man, if you get that experience this year, um, it's not going to be new to the next year when maybe you guys are going to be a stronger seed and, and have a stronger team. I just feel like just getting in and giving the boys that taste of it is going to be really big if you guys could get in. That is the key, just to get a taste of it. You know, and that wasn't our goal coming in. My goal was to get them to, uh, you know, to just come in and play hard and, and just see where we fall. Uh, as it got a little closer, you know, that's, that's the, you know, we changed our goal. You know, it's to get in. I want them to see it. I want them to understand what it, you know, the preparation for, you know, because uh, you got to think about it. I got eight kids that's playing that never had the game film, never had the game plan. And pretty much just went to practice and uh, played five on five, and then went and, and played a game. You know, so now you're having to do scouting and you having to uh, do all the integral things that you know most high school coaches do at this level. And um, so it's something I just want them to understand and see. And uh, when they're actually showing it, that's going it's going to pay dividends down the road. Coach, you've had some great teams. You've had some teams that made it to the top 28, district championship teams, teams that made long playoff pushes. But something tells me this year is probably one of your most fulfilling years of coaching. And what I mean by that is from 1-9 and nine to having a chance to finish at or above 500, I mean, you know this, the mark of being a good coach is just making the guys better at the end of the season than they were at the beginning. You guys are unquestionably doing that. You, this has got to be a very satisfying year, even though obviously you'd like to have a stronger record. It's got to be very satisfying to see how far you guys have come. It is. And then, like, the turn that you have, and I really have to uh, to give give a shout-out to my coaches, Cortez Taplin and uh, Corlin Washington. They, they, they have been very – 
very integral in, in, in the development of our kids because we, you know, this is one of those years that, you know, okay, I don't have the kids that we normally have, but we have to develop some players. And, uh, you know, so the, the, the play outside of practice, the, the, the skill work that we put in with them. So, um, you know, we've done a job, and, and, and I want to say hats off to them because I couldn't have done it without them. For sure, man. Do you guys have any seniors at all? Uh, no, I don't have any seniors. Oh, I was about to ask you what your senior class meant to you. Well, apparently <laughs> that's not a relevant yeah. question this year, man. Uh, look, Coach Kaiwet told us, and they were kind of in the same situation as you all last year where they had a bunch of underclassmen, started slow, finished strong late. He said, man, like every one of these wins is so important because you're just laying that foundation and building that momentum. Uh, this is a big five-game stretch coming up. you got Northside, Assumption, Vanderbilt, South Lafourche, and Lutcher. A lot of toss-up games there. How important is it that you guys finish strong and keep this momentum going your way? Well, that's what we said in, in the back half of our schedule, you know. And, you know, like I said before, uh, you know, we kind of break our uh, schedule up into three seasons, you know, where we have our preseason, tournament season, and now we get into our district, you know. So, uh uh, we we just looking to finish strong, you know, play hard, play competitive, and if I can squeak them in this year and uh, get, I don't care who we get, man. And, and like I told them, I say it, it don't matter who you face up because they're gonna have to come and play, and uh, you just give yourself a shot, you know. And, and that's what we want to do, especially with this young class, because when they see it as a freshman, that's gonna be different when they see it as a junior or senior when they really understand what they have to do. Coach, for a, a young team, your uh, last two games are at home against South Lafourche and Lutcher. I know it's not the house of pain, but how important it is to have those last two district games right before the playoffs at home? <laughs> Very important, man, because I don't want to play South Lafourche on the road in the <laughs> district game. <'cause laughs> that game, you never know what happened. Man, they, they, they are so tough in their place. And then, like I tell everybody, I say I love to go down there. I love to go early because I, I need my kids to understand what they have to do in hostile environments. And the same thing with Lutcher last year, you know, because I had a pretty decent team, but we went into Lutcher last year and really struggled. So uh, I think it's going to, you know, and to be honest, it's going to be the same thing going to Assumption. Assumption, no matter what record they have, they always play well at home. And, and, and I, that's one thing that, you know, I have to tell my kids, when you go on the road, you have to bring your A game every game in our district. Yeah, no doubt about that. Coach, man, we thank you so much for the time. Stay hot, buddy. Keep up, keep up the good work. Hey, thank you all very much. Yep, that's Coach Cornell Scott with the Patriots. You know, we we talk often, all right, oh, this one's going to be a nominee for Coach of the Year. That one's going to be nominee for Coach of the Year. The work that Cornell's doing with his team, they were 1-9. And we're not just losing. We're getting blown out. They lost by 25 to a 5-15 and 15 Port Allen team. We're getting blasted by everybody. Running time games, three, four, five games in a row. Now to have won five straight and to have an outside chance to have a winning season, that's incredible work for a very young team that does not have a senior. Uh, next year, the Patriots are coming strong. They're going to be back at that perch of one of the better teams in the area this time next year. Yeah, hopefully at the end of the season we do have a segment on that, giving out some awards because uh, you're right, uh, Coach of the Year is gonna uh, is gonna be there's several, several, and look, we got tons of good coaches in our area, but this year there are several that just did an outstanding job. They are sitting at two and zero in district play, and you know, hey, 
If you beat Assumption, you beat South Lafouche, you beat Lutcher, all you would have to do is find a way to shock and slay the Dragon Vanderbilt, and you can maybe punch your ticket in that way. Easier said than done, but the Patriots are on a roll in our local 4A district. Um, man, let's talk about this for a second. Ellender right now sitting at 28th in Division Two non-select. Um, let's look at Division Two non-select. We spend so much time in Division One. Brulee's up there, Carroll, Northwest, Swassman, Plaquemine, man, it's loaded there too now. So the Patriots in that opening round, should they get in, are going to be trying to, to slay a dragon. But it's just not quite as deep of a classification as Division One is. I mean, Lutcher's there at 21. LaRanger's 6-9. and nine, They would be in. I think that there are great teams in every class on the basketball side. But Division One just has way more depth than those other divisions do. Yeah, I, I would agree with it when you look at it. Pick where the top, oh, let's say seven, maybe. And after that, and that that's who Ellender would probably be playing somewhere as uh, five, six, seven, eight seed if they can sneak in a little bit higher. Uh, of course, their seed would be better, but uh, who are they going to play? But, yeah, I, I would agree with you. It's uh, not as strong as some of the other districts. How about them assumption Mustangs? Coach Hollins put on social media, hey, we told the kids it's a new season. They're 1-0 in district, man. They got a big one. Uh, they, they look, they lost close to South Lafouche. Then lost close to East Feliciana, who's ten and six. Then get a win, Tarpon fans. If you're expecting to just waltz over Assumption Friday, think again. They had you um, very tight in Napoleonville. They now come in with some confidence, believing that they can win. They've got some shooters and some scores. Coach Brody and his team better be ready. Uh, that's going to be a challenge on Friday against an Assumption team that playing with house money. They don't have anything to lose. They're not getting into the playoffs. They're just trying to build momentum. It's going to be a very interesting game to see what adjustments the Tarpons could make to maybe try to make it a little easier on them this go-around. Yeah, and you said adjustments. Uh, where that game was lost for Assumption, if you remember? Um, I, I, I don't remember. Uh, the, the Tarpons ate them up on the oh, inside. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. Sorry, Wells, yes. Bull Georgia yes. on the inside. Atlanta, Dora, they just... Well, I think uh, Dardar didn't play that game. Dardar, he was yeah. injured. I, I wanted to say fouling, but that was South Terrible. Yeah, no, the Tarpons ate him alive in, in, inside, yes. So if Assumption makes an adjustment and, and takes away the interior play of the Tarpons, the Tarpons are going to have to find other ways to score because Assumption proved last night 71 points in a, in a high school game. That's That's pretty good. And another thing on the flip side to that is the Tarpons with the first matchup didn't have any assumption film with the bro kid and, you know, the other kid playing. Now can Coach Brody do things to try to make life a little more difficult for those assumption scores? Be a big old chess match. I'm expecting a good game on Friday. I really am. Yeah, very well could be. Uh, Tarpons at home should should have an advantage. But, I mean, you still got to go play the game. And uh, we'll see what adjustments are going to be made. Well, maybe we'll ask the coach in the next segment. we got Brody Williams who will be joining us after this. It's play-by-play -play starting our lunchtime hour after this commercial break on KLEB. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. What would you do if you had a broken bone? 
you'd go to the doctor and use your insurance, right? Well, what would you do if you have a serious problem with drugs and alcohol? Most people do nothing until it's way too late. Your insurance can help you get clean and sober with the assistance of a place like the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Many times, addiction treatment is fully covered. So why not use your insurance to treat your addiction problem just like you would if you had a broken bone? And with the Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed to take time off by law and your employer doesn't need to know the reason. So there are two good reasons. You've got insurance you can use for your addiction problem. And with the Family Medical Leave Act, it's completely confidential. Call now, 800-398-7414. That's 800-398-7414. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your State Farm agent has your back, too, through good times and the not-so-good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Celebrating 75 years in business. Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. We are making the effort to get Coach Brody Williams squared away. Uh, he told us yesterday that he was going to be able to come on at noon, but maybe something pulled him away. Uh, shot him a text message. We'll try to get him lined up in this segment of the show. Then the next segment of the show, we got Coach Brandon Brown with the Terrebonne Tigers, who will be, I'm sure, very happy with his team getting a hard-fought win against Central Lafouche. South Lafouche will be taking on Assumption on Friday, fresh off of a five-point loss against Letcher. Um, let's talk about that one for a second, man. We hear the term, oh, well, youth and, and young team and needing to learn how to win and, and, you know, figuring out how to make plays down the stretch and all of these different things. It's a Tarpon team that this year has lost by two to Thibodeau, by three to Central Lafouche, in overtime against Ellender, by four against Belchase, by on the buzzer against the Willow School, by three against Homa Christian, by five last night. That's seven results. So if you add seven wins to their total, they would be 14, and you take seven losses away, you would be 14 and 8. You're 7 and 15. You're eerily close to being 500 or better. Is learning how to win an actual skill, or is that just things that you know media bozos like us talk about, or is that an actual tangible thing that teams have to learn how to do? No, that, that's the thing you have to learn how to do. You have to learn how to win – and uh, it was a young team to start the year. Now they got a bunch of games under their belt. So they're not as young. They're still a little young. But, um, yeah, you got to learn how to win. And, 
again, last night they outplayed them for all but maybe 45 seconds of the game, and it, it cost them at the end. Some turnovers late, um, some maybe ill-advised offensive possessions late. Um, but one thing that I, I thought the Tarpons played pretty good defense last night against a Lutcher team, they could score the ball. South Lafouche was making them uncomfortable, forcing them into some long shots. I thought they rebounded the ball pretty well at times. So there were some positives to take away. It's just the fact that, man, you get to the final stretches and, man, you could taste that win and you just get it pulled away. What would have been your message to the team last night on that bus before you guys were uh, ready to head back on home? Oh, man, a tough one, but you uh, you battled. You know, you fought. You grew up a little bit during the game. You, they did a lot of good things during the course of that game, and I think you mentioned one, rebounding. They allowed Lutcher a lot of times to shoot the ball once, and, and Lutcher was, I mean, settling for outside shots. It wasn't working the, the ball around as much, and the Tarpons took advantage of it because uh, – at the beginning, we talked about it during the broadcast and after. Uh, beginning of the game, the tempo, even though the Tarpons went up on them, it favored Lutcher. And, and Lutcher took a one-point lead, I think, in the halftime. Tarpons slowed it down a little bit in the third quarter. They took a lead, and it was back and forth uh, after that. But my take on, on the Tarpons is, and, and I think you, you may agree on this, is that they are a much better basketball team when Terrence Petrie is handling the basketball. Yeah, for sure. And when they get in a half-court set, when he handles the ball and starts the offense, I, I just think they're just a little bit better. Uh, when they break in pressure, Terrence is a guard, and they push it a little bit, and he's passing the ball from the backcourt to the front court to someone else, and someone else is starting to run the offense for him. And I, for some reason, I just think it makes a little difference. And yeah. um, that that's where they get into some turnovers, you know, when that happens. And uh, But they, they're close. You mean like seven games, it, it could have gone the Tarpons' way. It didn't. Um, you just got to keep working, keep battling. And I, and I know that's what Coach Brody's going to do. I know Coach Kiowit told me over the summer last year, he said, man, we we were rough last year. We struggled last year. Didn't make the playoffs last year. But he told me the summer's so important because we got to teach these kids that they are capable of winning. And Bourgeois had a big summer last year, beat the snot out of everybody, and it's carried over. How important will this upcoming summer season be for the Tarpons to just instill that belief into the kids? Hey, last year's over with. We're one of the bigger teams now. We've got a lot coming back. Usually you say summer results don't matter. I think that this year for Coach Brody and his team, the summer is going to be very important. And whereas maybe you would go into some of the games saying, oh, we're going to play everybody to hell with it. Maybe in the second half you do play your rotation, guys, and you try to win and you try to learn some of those lessons in an exhibition setting. Yeah, I think so. But the biggest key is if they get the buy-in. If you don't have kids buying into what you're doing uh, – it's not going to happen for you. And, and I'm talking – I'm not saying this year they don't have a buy. I'm talking next year sure. that you have a lot coming back and everyone, oh, they have a lot coming back. They can be much better. They could and should be if they get the kids to buy into what they're doing. If not, you, you'll have the same results. You're going to play good some games. You'll come close, and uh majority of the games won't go your way.
So let's talk about the Lady Tarpons for a second. They did move from 34 to 31 in the power ratings last night after beating Lutcher. Their power rating score is 31.38. So they trail 30 East St. John by two-tenths of a point. They trail 29 Dutchtown by five-tenths of a point. Um, but to get to 28, they're going to need a little help. Ouachita Parish is 32.67. So you're about a point and a third away from them. Um, you're going to need to win the rest. You're going to need Dutchtown, East St. John, and Wachita to lose some some games coming in. And, man, it's frustrating. And we were talking about this off the air before we, we came on here. The loss right now that is hurting South Lafouche so dearly was that late-season loss to Mount Cormel, a game which you got just 13 points because they're 9-14 and 14 overall. There was some controversy at the end of that one. A missed call uh, didn't go your way. You didn't get a chance to go to the free throw line. Who knows what would have happened? You might have gone to overtime. You might, I don't know what would have happened. You didn't get that chance. That's the red herring on the schedule right now. That Mount Cornwall game, I did the math. If you win that one, you flip that result around, you would be in the top 28 right now. You would be a postseason team right now. Um, that was a tough one, and that's one that might haunt the team for the rest of the season. Yeah, the uh, the non-call did not give the Lady Torpens an opportunity to extend that game. And um, it's unfortunate uh, when you're going to look back at, at every game in a season, that would be the one, you're right, that would make, more than likely would cause that kept them out the playoffs if they happen to be out the playoffs. But uh, – I'm, I'm sure, and you can go look at those other games. Oh, we could have won this one, and, you know, that would have put us in. But just the way the end of that game happened, uh, it you just don't it don't sit right with you. Yeah, no doubt. It's uh, very unfortunate, and hopefully they could find a way to put, put themselves in and uh, get into the top 32, but it will be an uphill climb for the Lady Tarpons. Vanderbilt yesterday on the girls' side got a big old win against Southern Lab. They're locked in. They're going to be the number two seed regardless. They've got a... Big lead over number three, and there's a, a gulf separating them and Lafayette Christian. But for the Terriers, this season has been defined by, hey, we're going to face big and strong and powerful teams and, and come up a little short. They lost to John Curtis twice, lost to Walker, lost to Huntington. Yeah, they did get an early season win over Ponchatoula and have beaten some pretty good teams, but that was far and away last night, their biggest win of the year, beating Southern Lab, going on the road. They got Dominican coming up tomorrow. Uh, Coach Coleman's trying to get his team playoff ready because they close out the year. Morgan City, South Terrebonne, and Ellender, that's three straight games where they won't even be challenged. So they're trying to get themselves playoff ready despite playing in a district that they're head and shoulders the best team in. Yeah, and, and you know, you you hate to see this, but you're right. And again, we look at stuff on paper a lot where their last three games, yeah, they, they should be favored by a lot. And those last three games will that was will those games get them ready for the playoffs? Probably not. No, it, it, so I think Coach Coleman's doing a great job of, of scheduling uh, some of these tougher games uh, within the district play to to make sure his girls are are ready for that that uh, playoff run. And it, it's a shame those last three games won't be. Uh, shouldn't be competitive if you want to be honest about it. And, um, who man, the Terriers are going to have to come out and, and not worry about their opponents and, and play to make sure that they're ready for the playoffs. 
ED White sitting at 24th right now. They're firmly on the bubble. They are. Uh, they have no wiggle room. They can't go down anymore. They got a win over St. James yesterday. That was big. They're trying to hold off the Willow School. Coach Keefe and his team have been hard to figure out this year. They started off so super strong playing at a high level. Then they had a wicked stretch where they lost. That's kind of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine out of 11. But now they've won three in a row again, heading into a huge matchup on Friday at Patterson. E.D. White is struggling to try to get in, but you know this, the Coach Keefe team, they're going to fight like heck, and they're going to try to peak at the right time. Got a big road win against St. James yesterday. A much improved St. James team who's 8-10 and 10 on the year. Yeah, Coach, Ge- Coach uh, Keefe's going to have his team improving throughout the season. Uh, they hit that tough stretch, but uh, they rebounded well so far and see if they can uh, finish strong. No doubt. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to have Coach Brandon Brown of the Terrebonne Tigers on the line. He'll be joining us talking about the way his team gutted one out on the road last night, got a big old win against Central Lafouche, giving his team some cushion in the playoff chase. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this on KOEB. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackets. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, it's Mardi Gras time, and Joe's Septic Contractors would like to let everyone know that there is still time to call in your orders for portable toilets and hand wash stations. You can order two, three, six, ten, and eighteen stall restroom trailers from everyone at Joe's Septic Contractors. Have a happy and safe Mardi Gras. Call 985-632-5592 or visit joeseptic.com. Mighty Day! 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. One of the games of the night last year, or last year, last night in our area was Terrebonne getting a come from behind victory over Central Lafouche on the boys' side. A game that had big old playoff implications for both teams. And we have Terrebonne's coach, Coach Brandon Brown, on the line. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are we doing today? Hey, good afternoon, Coach. Good afternoon, Case. I'm doing well. Happy to hear it, brother. Uh, was so happy for your group last night. You get a big, hard-fought road win, have to deal with some adversity. You fall behind, you battle back, you get a 56-53 to win. you got to be super proud of your kids for the way they competed on the road. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they really, really, a lot of things uh, didn't go our way, but they didn't uh, um, you know, fall asleep. They did, they just battled back in the end, and I'm probably walked away with the win. It was kind of like a carbon copy of uh, the home game, you know, and uh, Central Lafouche was fortunate on that side, and we was lucky enough to come out with the win on, on, on the road. Look, Brian and I have been doing the math. We know how important of a game that was for your team, and, and – do you tell that to the guys going in, like, hey, man, this one this one really matters a whole lot, or is that something that you just kind of steer away from because you don't want to put any added pressure? Oh, no, that's all I talk about because on the, on the board, I normally have a scouting report, but uh, uh, to, uh, last night all I put on the, on, on the board was playoffs or no playoffs. And I said, you want the playoffs, you're going to have to do these things. You don't want to uh, go to the playoffs, you can uh, uh, do these things. And the guys uh, in the second half, uh, they answered the call. Coach, you guys are in such a weird spot right now because you're taking on Newman tomorrow. And I don't know how many wins Newman has because they're like fighting in the courts to try to get some of those forfeitures back. And I, right now the, the go prep side has them at 11. I know that if they would get the forfeitures back, it'd be 20 something. Like it's gotta be an uneasy feeling knowing that the courts might determine how many PowerPoints you get in that game. Nah, I don't care. I just want to battle a, a nice uh, championship quality team that hopefully if my team can get in when we make a run, we've already seen a, a, a long, tall team with a championship caliber. That's what I'm worrying about facing Newman. So that's power points the last thing on my mind when facing them. Now when we go back and play uh, Destrahan and uh, East St. John and Hanville uh, and Thibodeau, then I'll think about those power points. But right now we want to make sure we can play a nice uh, championship quality team and see how we match up. There you go, man. Look, last night you guys did a pretty good job holding down Griffin, kept him under 20 points. And then your kid, Jakari Maddox, had a really nice night. Um, that was a good effort on defense to slow them down, and then Maddox stepped up and made some big shots for you, man. Uh, 100%. I've been uh, uh, pushing on Maddox to play uh, on the defensive end, and, he and again, he answered the call. He, he really, really stepped up with his rebounding and on-ball defense. And uh, he got a big steal at the end of the game uh, to put us up three. And, uh, that, and that's what we won by. So, again, I've been on him like crazy to, to help us uh, defend. And, uh, again, I'm so proud of him in that moment that he was able to, you know, feel good about himself that he uh, answered that call. We talked about this several times, man. A close loss against Hanville, overtime loss against Bourgeois. That bus ride home last night must have just been such a, a better feeling than those other results there because the kids have been working so hard. For them to finally get the fruits of their labor, man, they, they must have just been so relieved and so happy with what they accomplished. Oh, I told them it, it, it was all my fault, you know, and like I, I told you that I messed up with the uh, the, the, the Pop-Tarts. My man. Moors, and then we went on a bad losing streak. So, again, <laughs> I went to the store bought some s'mores and I had that with me the whole game and again that that helped me out so uh I'm lucky to get off that bad luck streak look do the kids agree that s'mores is the best flavor are you are, are you alone in this one like are the kids buying into my side or your side uh, uh I think they lean in on with their coaster they they are, they are <laughs> part of me so uh you know they they they're not they ain't bought in yet but uh uh, we're not definitely not going to disrespect the s'mores anymore. That's about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, brother, and I wish you nothing but prosperity the rest of the way now that I know that. Look, you got a big one coming up against Newman. Your next district game is against Destrehan. 
Destrahan got a win recently. They are playing better. The first go around, you put it on them pretty strong. That's a trap game, man. How do you get the boys to not pay attention to that one and twenty-two and go out and execute at a high level? No, what what help what's going to help us against Destrahan is uh, there was a lot of tripping going on uh, with the fans and the players, and you know a lot of Destrahan players saying they, they was going to get us uh, when it comes to our place. So those boys haven't uh, forgotten that, and uh, they're going to be ready. We're not going to take them lightly. Um, I know their depth is not that uh, uh, strong. So, I mean, they know and uh, I know that we're going to uh, speed the game up and try to uh, wear them down and hopefully uh, just pull away at the end. For sure, man. Look, no, tell us about Newman. I've, I've heard, you know, the stories of how much talent they have and everything. You've actually seen some film. Um, tell us about the man. They're one of the best teams in the state in a class. Yeah, what, are yeah. some, what are some things they do well? Uh, they're long, athletic. They can shoot. They can post. Uh, it's going to be uh, a nightmare matchup for us. Uh, but, again, if we can uh, slow the game down just a little bit, I mean, opposite of what we want to do uh, uh, with other teams. But, again, we have to respect their length and their talent. And if we can get them thinking and not uh, uh, just playing on uh, their, uh, you know, their mental side of just their body reaction of being so tall and so long, get them thinking about their sets, I think we can uh, – play it close and see if we can uh, sneak out with a win. But we're definitely going to slow things down. Like, uh, I believe that was um, Carver who played him in the championship not too long ago. If I'm, I'm mistaken on the team, but I know we're definitely going to slow it down. Man, tell us about your senior group. You guys do have some underclassmen, but you got some really talented seniors as well. It's the final stretch run here. They got another handful of games, plus whatever you guys do in the postseason. Tell us about what that group has meant to you, man. It's your second year at Terrebonne. It's some guys you've had the whole time that you've been there, and some really good kids who have worked really, really hard to get you guys to kind of turn the culture of the program around. Uh, most definitely. we got seven seniors. Uh, two of them has been hurt all season, and coincidentally, they're both twins. You know, uh, and we got five that's been uh, helping us out. Uh, of course, Jakari Maddox, Colin Billiot, uh, Kyan Henderson, uh, Landon uh, Wolf, and we got uh, Braden Verdant, who's, who's been instrumental for, for helping us out in that leadership. But uh, hats off to Colin. I mean, you know that he uh, didn't have to play this year, you know, having that scholarship to LSU. But he's came in, he's practiced hard, he has showed leadership, especially with rebounding his defense and blocking shots. And that has pushed us uh, uh, in these wins and helped us even in his close losses that we couldn't pull it out. But he has been vital uh, to our success, and he's definitely going to be instrumental going forward along with the other seniors. So uh, Jakari Maddox, Colin Billiot, and, and those guys have really, really pushed us forward. Coach, I, I know you're fully invested in your team right now, but have you had a chance this season to go and check out Homa Junior High? Because I got to tell you, bro, you got some talent coming to you. Boys and girls both, they're loaded to the gills. It's got to make you awfully excited knowing that down the road, hey, the cupboard is not going to be bare. Of course. I checked out a few games, and those guys are definitely very talented. And we kind of have a similar playing style. So those guys can come in. They can buy right in. They can, they can play right away. So uh, definitely going to challenge them if they come out and uh, try out this summer and uh, you know put them on that road to success. Say, hey, if you play the right way, hey, I play freshman. If they're, if they're bought in, and especially on the defensive end. So uh, I'm actually going to go speak with them uh, on Friday, you know, let them know what's, what's, what's uh, ahead of them and uh, challenge them to, uh, you know, to get better and continue to get better each and every day. 
Five games left in the regular season. They're all important in their own ways. I know you said you wrote on the board playoffs. What are some things you guys are going to have to do well to try to punch that ticket in the final two weeks of the year? Uh, just rebound the basketball. Rebound the basketball and get those loose balls because I believe that weak defense, but when other teams uh, miss a shot, they're, they're too many times they're getting a, a second, third opportunity. And in this late age, you, you can't beat teams like HL, teams like East St. John, teams like Hanville. If you give them a uh, second and third opportunity, they already are good. So uh, taking care of the ball and rebounding the ball will be vital. And we can't just depend on Colin Billiard. I mean, he's only one player. Great player, but we need five guys to help us rebound so we can get on the offensive end and uh, then do our thing, use our shooting and our driving to help us out. Brandon, I've never asked you this question, but I'm curious to hear your answer because I do respect your opinion so much when it comes to basketball. Everybody on social media has the debate of who the best player of all time is. Some people, including myself, think it's Michael Jordan. Others think it's LeBron James. Who do you think was the GOAT in, in basketball history? Who do you think is the best player to ever play? All right. So for me, it's twofold. I'm never going to switch up for Michael Jordan. But LeBron James, for me, I know that he's not you and Coach's favorite. But for me, to see how he's playing at such his age right now, uh, uh, if I have to pick somebody other than Michael Jordan, I'll pick uh, LeBron James because it, it's it, it's amazing what he's doing and uh, being still one of the top players in this game. You know, so Michael Jordan, the heart, sentimental favorite, but as a coach, I would say LeBron James. Well, t- tell us about that, man. Like you played at, at high levels, and you know you played into your thirties and everything, and. The body starts to break down. The athleticism yep. slowly goes away. The dude's almost forty, and he's scoring thirty. And yep. like, I mean, it, talk about how hard that actually is to to do what he's still doing every year. It's see, you you're putting it mildly. Only words that we can come out come up with is hard, but it's it's it's, it's, it's I can't even it's unfathomable how how he's able to play and still be one of the top players in this game in 2024. It, it's amazing. And, again, I, I, I'm not the biggest LeBron fan. I just respect what he's doing right now. And, again, like, play so many games, 70-plus games a season, and, and be, again, one of the top players really, really is, is mind-blowing. My, my Clippers beat up on Boston a few nights ago. Did you guys have to make some <sighs> soup for Shane? Did you, did you guys have to take care of him? I know he's a big Boston guy. Was he okay? Yeah, he was okay. But, uh, I'm, I'm happy for your Clippers. They they're coming around and uh, they actually playing really really good basketball. I'm ha- I'm happy that they found that chemistry uh, uh, with all the players that they have. So I uh, can't wait for the playoffs because I think that basketball playoffs is one of the best things in sports with NBA. But uh, uh, I'm happy uh, that my T Wolves are doing good. Yes, Coach Celtics are doing well, and I guess your Clippers are doing well. It's a win-win-win situation, brother. Thanks so much for the time. Congrats on the win. Keep on uh, bringing them Pop-Tarts. It's going to bring you success. Oh, will do. I'm bringing them to Norman tomorrow. and uh, I know they're going to think it's weird, but uh, <laughs> hey, it's going get, to get us moving. Whatever works. Have a great rest of the day, buddy. All right, you too, Casey. That's Coach right, Brandon hey, Brown. It's, it's not weird if it works. <laughs> That's exactly right. We thank uh, Coach for the time in that segment. They have bought into this Pop-Tart thing. They got a win last night. They got a big challenge tomorrow against Newman. I wouldn't be surprised if they finished the year strong. You got East St. John and Hanville both at your place. Well, no, I'm sorry. That Hanville game is on the road because they played Hanville at home the first time. Mardi Gras stuff flip-flopped it. So there's going to be some challenging games. But Terrebonne's right there. They're going to be in those games. 
And the more you're in those games, the more you learn how to handle being in those games. I wouldn't be shocked if they finished off the year strong. No, they, they just about in every single game, they lost tons of closed games. If When uh, things start going their way, they're going to win these closed games. And uh, it's not a team in the playoffs you want to play. Brandon gave a political answer because, hey, he's got to focus on, you know, the stuff that his team is doing. But I, you don't know how many wins Newman is going to have by the time the year ends. Right now they're listed at 11-3, and three, um, and they've gotten their in-state victories back. But that could easily go to a higher court, and they could have to forfeit it. Like That could end up being a loss or a win against a three- or a four-win team. That's got to be a very helpless feeling, knowing that you're playing an opponent tomorrow and in two weeks, you don't have a clue how many wins they're going to have. That, that's that got to be a very uncomfortable spot for them to be in. How can Newman only play with 14 games? Because they played a crap ton of out-of-state games. That They've played okay, 20-something so. games. They're 11-3 and three against Louisiana, but they have played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games against out-of-state teams. All right. So those games obviously don't count um, towards the win-loss record, but – yeah, a uh, big but one I for think them tomorrow. They may count toward power rankings now. Maybe so. Uh, well, let's see. Did they win any of them? Yeah, they won a few of them. So maybe, maybe we'll uh, get some clarification on that. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, it's time to open up the mailbag. It's play by play. We've got a bunch of questions that you guys want answered. So we'll get to that in the next segment. It's play by play. We'll be right back after this. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the LHSAA, are the 110,000 high school sports students in Louisiana. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. Looking for a deal? Well, Golden Motors has the deals for you. The hottest SUV on the market is in stock and coming. The 2024 36 MPG Chevy Trax. Come see them at Golden, and you will be amazed at the room and comfort of this unique, eye-appealing, and affordable SUV. Golden Motors. Price is priority. Chevy together. Let's drive. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. As a veteran, you get a lot of advice, but wisdom's harder to come by. A lot of people imagine themselves in our shoes without understanding the weight on our shoulders. The truth is, few can understand the pressure of finding your own way after serving in the military. But few isn't none. 
Steady yourself. You're not alone. You've got support. Learn more at maketheconnection.net. Welcome back to Play by Play. We're rocking out to the bloodline. Some Roman Reigns music here on Kaylee Beam. We want to thank Coach Cornell Scott and Coach Brandon Brown for their time earlier in the show. Um, and we have a clarification. We remember we were debating or discussing whether or not out-of-state games counted in your power rating score. In the case of Newman, they do not. Um, well, in the case of everybody, they do not. So Newman is 11-3 and listed, though they have played 20-plus you know, games or whatever it may be. Uh, the out-of-state games don't count towards Yeah, that. I was confused. I think in football they may count. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they do because I remember Sal Lafouche getting a point with St. Edmund beat a team from Texas. So a little bit of a variation there. Don't know why we don't have universal rules for every sport, but that's neither here nor there. Let's get to our mailbag. I've got 11 questions to ask, and some of them are uh, asking Coach Kyle questions as well. So if you got a question for me, it's justclarecasey at gmail.com. I'm at Casey underscore justclair on Twitter. Look up my name on Facebook. You'll find me there. Uh, we're at Kaylee B Radio on Facebook and Twitter. Get your questions to me. The first question. Look for the beard. Yes. First question comes from a listener who wants to know, Casey, who do you think is most likely to win a Super Bowl? Dak Prescott or Lamar Jackson? It's a good question. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, I think, is the answer. I think Lamar Jackson was really close this year, closer than what Dak Prescott has ever been. I think Prescott is a better pocket presence than Lamar Jackson, but I think that Dak Prescott shrinks from big moments. Um, just look at the way he played in the first two and a half quarters against Green Bay. I'm not the biggest Lamar guy, but I really think that some of my Lamar hate, as people call it, is misguided because I never said that he stinks, right? I just don't know that you could play the position the way that he does and consistently stay healthy. But when he does stay healthy, like this year, he gives his team a great chance. I'm going to go Lamar Jackson. Who do you think, Dak or Lamar? Who would you I, think? I more? agree with you. I, I think Lamar because Dak uh, hasn't been close recently. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, Casey, oh, this is a person who listens to this show. We know your love for s'mores Pop-Tarts. What's your second favorite Pop-Tart flavor? To me... The second best would be a tie between the Eggo Pop-Tarts or uh, the classic Strawberry. Both of those are delicious. Can't go wrong with any of them. But S'mores is a head and shoulders number one for me. Coach Collie, do you eat Pop-Tarts? Do you have a Man, favorite Man, I did when I was younger. Strawberry. Strawberry. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sounds I don't think I can even attempt to eat a S'mores Pop-Tart. Clown, man. I just I don't like S'mores. Clown. Um, I may try it one day. Yes, I'll bring you one tomorrow. How about that? that yeah, sound? do that. Is there any chance that LSU brings back Will Wade to lead the men's basketball team this offseason? I do think that the seat is getting warm Um, for... Oh, man, we just got some breaking news on the phone. Can't share it on the air. Check your phone there, Chief Kale. <laughs> Pretty wowing stuff, eh? Yes. Um, so, yeah, anyway, my day just got rearranged. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that maybe on tomorrow's show. But, um, anywho, 
Is there any chance LSU brings back Will Wade in the offseason? Um, I don't know, man. McNeese is 19-2. and two. They're playing well. I think Matt McMahon's going to get another year, even though LSU's struggling there 11-9. and nine. Here's the thing, man. I, I don't... I don't know that Will Wade would go back. I mean, there's this assumption that he would just be... I mean, that he would have to be working again for an athletic director who fired him. Like, I don't think that he would be interested in going back to LSU if he got the opportunity. I know he said he loves Baton Rouge or whatever, but Woodward turned his back on him, man. And, and I don't know that he would be open to that. I think he would be open to going to another SEC school to try to beat LSU's ass, to be honest with you. I don't think he would go back to LSU even if he were offered the opportunity. I agree with you. I don't think he'd want to go back, but uh, next year, no, I think McMahon's going to be back. It would have to go really south for the Tigers, and they're three and four in the league. They're really not that good, but they are, I think, better than last year. Um, we'll see. I do think Matt McMahon's going to be back, and I don't think Will Wade would be interested in returning to Baton Rouge. I think he would be looking at another school in the South, like an Ole Miss in Mississippi State, something like that. In Alabama. Alabama. I think that, that job's going to be open in not long. Casey, who is your Super Bowl pick? I told you the other day that without really breaking down the stats of the matchup, my heart and my early inclination is to go with the Swifties and the Kansas City Chiefs. A, I've seen Mahomes win the Super Bowl before. B, I've seen Andy Reid win the Super Bowl before. I've not seen the 49ers do it. The 49ers are a two-point favorite, but I can't pick against Patrick Mahomes. So my early pick is going to be Kansas City. I reserve the right to change that next week as I break down the matchup more. But I and and I look, I talked about this with some some folks the other day. Let's not forget how well the Chiefs defense is playing, man. They held Miami to 7 points in the opening playoff game. They locked down the Bills in the second half of that playoff game in the second round. Then in the conference championship, they beat Baltimore, hold them to 10. Uh, the Chiefs' defense deserves a lot of credit, and I think that they're going to make Brock Purdy uncomfortable, and I'm picking Kansas City early as a result. I agree with that, and I think the Chiefs can run the ball, but early on I would lean the Chiefs. What is your biggest sports what-if Um I got one. I thought I, I usually don't look at the questions before because I don't want to sound scripted, but I did see this one and I thought about it. What if Drew Brees never failed his physical with the Miami Dolphins? Would Nick Saban still be coaching in the NFL? Maybe, because he would have probably been very successful. Would the New Orleans Saints even still be in New Orleans? Who the hell would the quarterback have been after Katrina when Drew Brees kind of saved the city? Would we still consider Sean Payton this elite head coach? He wouldn't have won. He wouldn't have had the success that he had with New Orleans. How many more national championships would LSU have won if Nick Saban didn't go to Alabama when he did? That's a big what if to me. There's a lot of things that could have been way different. Would Les Miles still be LSU's head coach today? Because he would have probably won three or four more championships. Would he, would he have made himself bulletproof? That's one that, to me, there's so many different ways that carousel could have spun. Saban could be a Super Bowl-winning champion, NFL coach still with the Dolphins. Drew Brees' whole legacy would be different. The Saints' whole history would be different. That, to me, is the biggest sports what-if relevant to Louisiana. I agree. I, I couldn't. I, I can't top that one. <laughs> yeah, there's that's, a, that's a very good one. Is Brian Kelly 
on the hot seat in 2024 at LSU. Define hot seat. I mean, if he goes six and six, yeah, I mean, he's in big trouble. But if they go nine and three, 10 and two again, no, I don't think so. And I'll tell you why. Because LSU right now is actually doing some stuff um, that I think should be exciting a lot of their fans. This past season, in 2024, they signed nine of the 10 top players in the state of Louisiana. That's a huge accomplishment. And the one that got away didn't go to Alabama, and he wasn't one of the top-ranked players. He was towards the bottom of the top 10 in Wardell Mack, the number seven player who went to the University of Texas. So you're keeping your Louisiana talent in-house. In 2025's recruiting class, you've already got commitments from four of the five top players in the state of Louisiana. Um, so, man, I think that LSU's keeping the biggest fish in-house. That's the winning recipe for how to win at LSU. I look at some of the coaching hires that Coach Brian Kelly made. I think that they are home runs just about across the board. Recruiting is going well. Your staff hires are going well. There's a lot of excitement, a lot of mojo. Nick Saban's not in Alabama anymore. They shouldn't be the big juggernaut that they once were. I don't think that he's going to be on an extremely hot seat unless if they like completely doo-doo to bed this season and go like 6-6 six and six or 7-5, and five, something like that, which I don't see happening. So, no, I, I see a lot of positives right now, and I think that the Tigers are going to be able to continue to build on their successes. Yeah, he's not on no hot seat. Casey, book WrestleMania for me. Um, man, this one's tough. You got Cody who won the Royal Rumble. You got Bailey who won the Women's Royal Rumble. I think Bailey's going to challenge her her tag partner. I don't think she's going to challenge Rhea Ripley. I think we're going to have Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax. I think we're going to have Cody against Seth Rollins. I think Seth Rollins is going to convince Cody to challenge him and not Roman Reigns. And I think we're going to have Roman Reigns versus The Rock. That's at least the way I would go right there. I think Brock Lesnar was going to be booked with Gunter, but since Brock Lesnar was attached to all this sex trafficking crap that WWE's involved in, which, by the way, we didn't talk about that. What a mess that is. Yeah. Um, I don't think Brock Lesnar will be back because of that. Uh, and if you don't know what we're talking about, Google it, man. They Vince McMahon did some really crappy stuff, if if true. Sick man. Yeah, really crappy stuff. Um, but, yeah, that's how I would go. I would go Rollins. Cody, Roman, Rock, Nia Jax, Rhea, and what did I say? Um, Bailey against uh, what is it? Io Sky or whoever the the women's champion is from Damage Control. I would I, that's how I would book it. A listener wants to know, Casey, will you guys cover the Summer Olympics on the show this summer? I'm a big fan and look forward to hearing your comments on our Olympians winning gold medals. Of course, we will. A, there's not anything else to talk about over the summer. But B, I'm a big Olympic fan as well. Um, true story. My high school senior year, it was an Olympic year. I wore one red and one blue shoe to school every day during the Summer Olympics. So I got some patriotism. I love watching the swimming. And, you know, obviously the basketball is fun for me, track and field. Of course, we're going to talk about the Summer Olympics out in France. Can't wait. That's one of my favorite times of the year. I also like the Winter Olympics. I like to watch the curling and the hockey and everything like that. But the Summer Olympics are my favorite, and we will be covering that on the show, letting you guys know our thoughts on some of the folks winning the medals. You're an Olympic guy? You yes, like I, I love the Olympics. Yeah, it's, it's always a great How time. How can you not? I mean, 
Casey, awesome. what is your best memory as a youth sports coach? I have one. I thought about this one, too. I did see this question. I thought about this one, too. It was when the current South Lafouche core uh, of the basketball team, your Petries and your Meatheads, the, the kids that are in 10th grade, Sawyer Wells, it was when they were eight. We were playing in nationals. We had a really, really good team and a really strong season, as you might imagine, watching some of those kids play high school now. We had just finished at the Thibodeau uh, Civic Center or the Harangue Auditorium, whatever the hell they call it now. Um, and we had wrapped up our year. Everybody's taking pictures and hugging and giving some attaboys and girls and all that good stuff. We uh, had a young man on that team by the name of Donovan Hines who was a military baby. He, he's, his parents were in the Coast Guard, and at the time they were stationed in Grand Isle, so they were living here playing bitty with us. They've traveled all over. Donovan no, no longer lives here anymore. Donovan was known for wearing these gold, bright gold Nike shoes, so we call them gold shoes throughout the whole year. And after Nationals is over, Donovan pulled me aside. He was kind of tearing up a little bit because he knew that his family was about to move back out of the area. He said, Coach Casey, um, I've lived a bunch of places. You guys have done such a good job to make me feel like, you know, we're at home here. Thanks so much for everything. I'll never forget, um, you know, this basketball season, how much. It, like for an eight-year-old to tell me that, like, hey, I'm going to remember this forever. This was so much fun. That stands out to me. I don't know where Donovan lives today. Still got his mom on Facebook, I believe. Hope they're doing well, but it's always those memories like that. And and when you hear the stories of Meathead and Terrence and Sawyer and you know all those other kids now saying, yeah, we remember that game. We beat this team. We beat that team. That's what always stands out, knowing that you're helping people develop, but also helping people make memories that they'll carry with them for the rest of their lives. That was the one that stood out to me, and that's what I missed the most. It's not even really coaching the actual games. It's interacting with the kids and their parents and everything like that and, and making those memories. That's what I remember. That's that's awesome. Uh, we got a few more, including one for you. Um, so let's get the one with you first. It is Axe Coach. What is the craziest game plan he's ever had to make to try to slow one player down in a game? So did you ever have to like triple team somebody or what's the craziest junk defense you've ever had to throw at somebody? We uh double teamed uh several people uh throughout my coaching career. Um I, I would think uh the craziest one we have what we call the tarpon defense where we have two players playing a zone and three of our guys were playing man to man on three of their better players that we felt uh, they only had three guys that, uh, well, that they could beat us and we tried to stop them. The other two were pretty much playing a zone. And uh, I guess that'd be the craziest uh, defensive game plan that, that I've had where we uh, out tarping defense, where we are uh, trying to shut down three of their top players. Did, did anybody ever hang like a, 50 spot on you or anything and anybody ever went crazy scored 40 50 points on you oh i would think yeah uh i want to say in the playoff game uh that salmon guy had oh yeah hell yeah he had a bunch yeah um 
what was the craziest defense that anyone ever did to one of your guys? BJ really never got doubled or anything like that. I was always surprised. Uh, did anybody do anything like Trevon or Seth Bourne or any? No, not the craziest one, but the uh, – and that's why I respect this coach so much. Uh, the best one against BJ was Vanderbilt with uh, Brandon Brown when he was there. They uh, – I mean, they just beat him up in the paint the entire game, and they uh, were front and back at him. They had people around him the whole game, frustrated him. Uh, but, yeah, that, that, uh, as far as that goes, that was the best defense – that uh, I've seen played uh, against one of my, my guys. There we go. Last question is from a listener who wants to know, gentlemen, what is the team locally that has the best chance to make the top 28 for basketball? To me, I think it's an easy answer. I think it's the Vanderbilt girls because what, what you and I talked about this in the truck ride to Letcher. Their, their bracket's just not very deep. Um, they're seated number two right now. The number four team is E.D. White, a team that they beat by like 30 when they played. I just don't know that there's enough depth in this bracket to keep them away. They're going to get an opening round by. Then they'll be facing like a team like a Struma or somebody like that in the second round. That won't be in any issue. Then they'll play a team like Hannon or Turlings in the quarterfinals. I don't think that'll be any issue. I think it's got to be Vanderbilt just because there's not enough talent in the Division II select bracket that could potentially knock them off. Now there are teams, Madison Prep, Lafayette Christian, teams in the semis and the finals that could beat them. I just don't know that there's anybody before that that can knock them off. So I would go with the Vanderbilt girls. Uh, Yeah, I, I would say them, and I think the boys have a good chance also uh, to get there. And uh, depending on the draw, the the Braves, HL. Oh, count out the Braves, yeah. no doubt. They're sitting at number seven right now and are playing some really good ball. Let's catch our final break. When we get back, we'll talk a little LSU football recruiting. The Tigers got a big commitment yesterday, and uh, we'll break that down as well as we got some breaking news from the NFL that could potentially impact my Dallas Cowboys. It's play-by-play. -play. We'll be right back after this. Welcome to No Wake Outfitters, located in Metairie, just east of Causeway Boulevard. Your one-stop fly shop, kayak, and sportsman outfitters. You can check out our new kayak demos and our new pool and seat casting demonstrations. We have a new selection of functional and comfortable apparel from your favorite brands for the cooler weather. And our dedicated staff is here and ready to provide you with the knowledge to make an informed purchase. Come on in to check out some of our exclusive brands, such as Rugged Road, Turtle Box, Orvis, New Canoe, Old Town, and oh yeah, New Canoe 2022 kayaks are now 20% off. No Wake Outfitters, 1927. Six Airline Drive in Metairie. Duck Fab Incorporated is your first choice for professional HVAC duct systems. From project concept, design, drafting, to production and installation, Duck Fab prides itself in serving all of your HVAC system needs. From residential, commercial, municipalities, and industrial marine and land-based facilities, Duck Fab is there to serve Gulf Coast and River Region with its locations in Homa and Hazelhurst, Mississippi. Duck Fab. 352 Equity Boulevard, Homer, Louisiana. 985-876-3400. Duck Fab. Performance Automotive and Accessories is your stop for lifts, rims, tires, and all your mechanical and maintenance needs. Our in-house mechanics are ready to keep you rolling. Before you buy tires and rims online, let us put a package together for you. We have alignment and tire equipment to do the job right. Call us first. Performance Automotive and Accessories, 985-798-RIMS. That's 985-798-7467. Again, 985-798-7467. When it comes to brain and spine surgery, you want an expert. 
you want Thibodeau Regional. Our neurosurgeons perform complex back, neck, and brain surgeries, as well as minimally invasive and even same-day procedures. Spine and even basic brain surgery may be commonly available in our region. What isn't common is the expertise and quality care you'll receive at Thibodeau Regional Brain and Spine Clinic. Combination of words I could put on the back of a postcard. No song that I could sing, but we I thank Coach Cornell Scott, we thank Coach Brandon Brown, and we thank everybody for listening, sending in their questions, and all that good stuff. Um, LSU football got some big recruiting news um, yesterday. They get a four-star commitment from an interior offensive lineman, Devin Harper from Calvary Baptist. The Tigers now have commitments from four of the five top players in the state of Louisiana in the upcoming recruiting class already, which is unbelievable work. Harper is six foot five, 300 pounds. We'll add some depth to an LSU offensive line room that already has a tremendous amount of depth, but a great get for Coach Kelly and his crew. LSU's made the point of emphasis. We're going to recruit the state of Louisiana hard. They killed it last year in the recruiting ranks. They're killing it again this year. And you know this, man. I know you're not the biggest LSU fan, but when LSU has a roster full of Louisiana boys, they're tough. When they start going get those Yankees from other places, it becomes a little bit different. They don't have that same level of pride. Brian Kelly has made a point of emphasis. I want to recruit Louisiana. And for a second straight cycle, they are loading up in the state. That's always really good to see. Look, uh, he's recruited well, and he's got one of the best, and we've talked about it before, one of the best coaching staffs uh, in America, I think. Yep. Wait, well, now they gotta get the job done, but yeah, he they, they recruit well to state. So breaking news in the NFL that I promised in the last segment could potentially impact my Dallas Cowboys. The Seattle Seahawks announced oh about a half hour ago that they are hiring the Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald to be their new head coach. There were a lot of whispers that Seattle was Dan Quinn's job. Dan Quinn was a coordinator at Seattle, Legion of Boom, and all that good stuff. That was him running then calling those defenses. But instead, it is going to be the Ravens defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald, who will be replacing Pete Carroll. McDonald is 36 years old and pending any other hires will be the youngest head coach in the NFL this upcoming season. The Ravens had a wonderful defense this past year. They were number one in the NFL in points allowed, sacks, and takeaways. It was his second season as Baltimore's coordinator. Man, uh, Dan Quinn might end up going back to Dallas. I don't know that there's any other spots for him. The commanders are still open. Um, That's the last job that's available, and the commanders are having a hard time. They had reportedly offered Ben Johnson, who told them no. Um looks like my guy Quinn might be back in Big D. I don't even know that I like that very much because next year he's going to be flirting with everybody else again. But it's interesting to think that he, again, got passed over in this head coaching cycle. Look, it's a guy, it's not like he was awful as a head coach. He made it to the damn Super Bowl. Yeah, he gagged away the Super Bowl, but he still made it there. He's more successful as a head coach than Dennis Allen's ever been. I was a little surprised to see the Seahawks not bring Dan Quinn. And I, I was expecting to lose him to, to Seattle. So he's back with the Cowboys. It, look, it sure w- looks w- like would it. Would he go to uh, the Commanders? 
I don't know that anybody's all that interested in going to the yeah. Commanders, man. We were listening to that uh, saga on the radio yesterday on the ride home from Lutcher. They get told no by, um, you know, Ben Johnson at Detroit, and then they're grasping at straws, but there's only one more vacancy. There's only the, the Commanders is the last job that needs to get filled, and be curious to see what direction they go for yeah, sure. And, and the national media just ripping Ben Johnson for not going, uh, taking a head coach position. I mean, oh, he ruined his chances, and maybe he he doesn't want to be a head coach. I wouldn't want to be a head coach of the Commanders. You know, I I just leave the man be. One of the Saints' um, targets in their search to get an offensive coordinator was Gerard Johnson, the quarterback's coach of the Houston Texans, who announced yesterday that he is staying with the Houston Texans. Bro, you can't even get position coaches. Like, you're getting turned down by position coaches to get a promotion to go call plays. That ain't good, man. <laughs> I don't know where this is going to go, but he reportedly got a new deal, slightly more money in Houston than what he had before, but it probably wasn't going to be the coordinator money that the Saints were going to give him. Johnson turns everybody away, returns to be the quarterback coach in Houston. I have no clue who New Orleans is going to end up with. There are a lot of people that are saying that they like Kubiak from San Francisco. Kubiak has been fired as a coordinator twice in his career. Um, I know we say it every day, and it sounds like a broken record, but this thing is this is a mess, bro. This is a mess. I thought Gerard Johnson was the leader in the clubhouse, and he turned you down to stay a position coach. That's that's rough. Uh, at first, it was comical. Now, it, it, again, it, it's. Get an embarrassment for this organization. Well, so let me ask you this. It, okay, I, I get that we, we both don't have all that high of an opinion on Mickey Loomis, right? But I think right now, and again, credit to my buddy Richard. I shout him out a lot. We talk sports all day. He's the one who brought this idea to me up, is that the league is telling you right now that it does not respect Dennis Allen. The league is telling you right now that they don't think he's going to be around for the long haul. If the league is speaking loudly, why wouldn't you just get rid of him now? It's it, it's not too late. Yeah, you said he'll be back, but things change. Why? Like The harder and harder it is to find somebody to work with this guy, the more and more if I were Mickey, I'd say, well, all right, well, maybe we got a bigger problem here than our offensive coordinator. Why wouldn't they just get rid of him now? No, no they're going to turn around and say it's not the right fit for us. You know, uh, and look, they they're gonna hire within. It, it, it's mm-hmm. so you you think it's gonna be Ronald Curry? Yeah, I, I'm not thrilled about it. What happens if Ronald Curry says no? Oh well, then he's looking for another <laughs> job. <laughs> yeah, Pete Mark, uh, Pete Carmichael told him no, and they kind of forced him to. Jerry Jones. Um, I don't know what the hell he's he's trying to accomplish, but he was interviewed at the Senior Bowl today, which, by the way, is this weekend. There are a couple of LSU players playing there. And in an interview with Yahoo Sports, the Cowboys owner said there's, quote, no doubt that he could work with Bill Belichick. And he called Bill Belichick, quote, a close friend. Jones said, I know him personally, and I like him. There's no doubt in my mind that we could work together. None whatsoever. If you're Mike McCarthy, 
and you are in the last season of your contract in Dallas, and you are hearing your owner drooling over a coach who looks like he's going to be sitting out a season but will be available, saying how all we're good friends and we could definitely work together. Why are you saying this, Jerry? Why do we need to hear that you would be willing to work with anybody other than the guy that you have right now? Why? That's putting undue pressure on Mike McCarthy. And if you don't trust Mike McCarthy, then you should have fired his ass. Why are you doing this, playing mind games? Oh, I love Bill. We could work together, of course. Yeah, yada, yada. He's a great friend of mine. That's telling McCarthy right now, if you don't win the Super Bowl next year, you're out. And what happens whenever you have situations like that where you put so much pressure on your coach you have a team that gets into the playoffs, looks scared to death, and loses to Green Bay in the opening round. Why did he have to feel like the need to say that? If somebody asked him about Belichick, juggle, like shift around, answer it without an answer. Say, ah, oh, you know, we got a head coach. We're not worried about anything except Mike right now. No, oh yeah, we could work together in the future for sure. You're telling everybody right now that we're firing McCarthy at the end of next season and we're hiring Bill Belichick. What good does that do for your next season? Uh, because the Cowboys have an owner problem, and it's Jerry Jones. And, and, and here's another thing. Here's another thing. There's no other owner at the Senior Bowl that's getting interviewed. Why the hell yeah. are you even talking to the media at all, Jerry? I get it. You're the general manager, and, you know, hey, people got questions, whatever, but he's the only owner in the NFL that spoke yesterday at the Senior Bowl. Maybe do a little less. Maybe less is more sometimes, Jerry, because, bro, you just took a big, giant poo-poo on your current head coach and sent the message to him, yeah, you're really not on firm footing because I got a guy that I like more than you. That's, that's not a very healthy working relationship to build. And I don't understand why he continuously finds feels the need to say things like that to the media. But anyway, that'll wrap up today's show. We thank everybody for listening. We thank Coach Cornell Scott and Coach Brandon Brown. We'll try to get Coach Brody Williams. There was just a miscommunication there. He probably had something come up. We'll try to maybe get him on tomorrow. You've been listening to Play by Play. A reminder that Saturday we're at Absolute Fitness for the Sports Corner. A reminder that Friday we are at Terrebonne General Baseball and Softball Media Day. So we got a busy couple of days uh, coming up here on tomorrow the night. Tomorrow at Bayou night, Blue, LCO and LCO Bayou Blue, LCO and Bayou Blue. Uh, yes, big one there as well. Uh, let's wrap things up. Have a wonderful rest of the day, man. The weather looks tremendous outside. Taking a peek, it looks sunny. It looks nice. Enjoy this wonderful day. We'll be back tomorrow. Love you guys. You've been listening to Play by Play on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.